You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Voices of Women with your host, Chris Stainis. Chris will inspire women and enlighten men to follow their dreams in order to create positive changes in their everyday lives. Chris can guide you with tools that will empower you and create the changes you desire. So welcome the host of Voices of Women, Chris Stainis. Well, welcome to Voices of Women. I'm Chris Danis, and we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm the founder of the Women of Wisdom Foundation and the WOW Conference, which has been providing an amazing um, gathering for women for the past 26 years. WOW gives voice to the feminine wisdom within all and transforms our personal and collective consciousness. When we gather, we share our stories, we witness each other, validate each other, and that empowers all of us to be leaders of our lives. And we um, also provide a lot of women's circles um, in Seattle. Um, if you're in the Seattle or Northwest region of the United States, we have a book club, drumming circles, elder circle, healing circles. You can check everything out on our website, womanofwisdom.org. And also my book, which is also called Woman of Wisdom, Empowering the Dreams and Spirit of Women. It's available soft cover and Kindle. And it's a, it's a lot of divine feminine stories from many different voices, art and poetry, and many of our fabulous speakers that we have at our conference. Well, today we're going to talk about the mindful body. I have Noah Belling here today. She holds a master's degree in somatic mind-body psychology through Naropa University, which is the birthplace of the modern mindfulness movement. Her background includes over a decade of teaching applied somatic psychology skills as well as running a private psychotherapy practice. She's the best-selling author of The Yoga Handbook, Yoga, A Union of Mind and Body, and Yoga for Ideal Weight and Shape. Her books have sold hundreds of thousands of copies worldwide and are translated into many languages. And now uh, she's introducing her uh, recently released book, The Mindful Body, Build Emotional Strength and Manage Stress with Body Mindfulness. Well, welcome, Noah. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, well, tell us your story. How did you get interested in this topic of mindfulness and also yoga? And all ties together, I yes. believe. Yes. I started out as a dancer from the age of four years old. I think I fell in love with dancing for sure by the time I was about eight. And by the time I was uh, in my late teens, I started a professional dance career into my 20s. And 
at that time, for me, dance was always therapeutic. It always, for me, was a way that I felt strong inside, a way that I felt more confident, that I felt like I could hold myself more comfortably in social settings. It was my anchor in many ways. And so I was interested to pursue the study of psychology and link that. I didn't even know that you could study the link of the two. And subsequently, I discovered the way to do that, which led me to Naropa. And in between of that, the mindfulness element really was embedded as I discovered yoga. During my dance career and following on from that, it really became a practice that I enjoyed doing, which introduced me to mindfulness even before I started my Naropa journey which um, was now over 15 years ago. And yes, from there, the story just unfolds to practicing, experiencing, and really wanting to share these wonderful, so accessible skills that for me are really something that I've been gifted with since I feel all of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, thank you for that. And so let's talk about the, um, the body and how the body is mindful um, from your standpoint? Mm. Mm. The body is mindful in two ways. On the first hand, the body has a mind of its own. It has functions that continue below our level of consciousness. And a nice analogy I like to use is that if you cut yourself, your body will heal all by itself. There's an intelligence that is going on like a life force that's going on whether we pay attention to it or not. So the body has a mind of its own and our psychology influences our body, shaping us, our emotions shape us, our feelings tighten us or expand us. Uh, we really do experience life through our bodies and our bodies record that experience in a particular way. And the second how reason that the body is mindful is really that bringing your attention into your body automatically brings you into the present moment. You need no more efforting. Often when you start a meditation program or mindfulness program, you'll be asked to observe your breath or to observe sensations in your body. The body cannot live in the past or the future. Only your mind can live there. And so simply by virtue of bringing, I call it body mindfulness, bringing awareness, mindful awareness into the body brings you into a state of mindfulness. So the body both has a mind of its own and naturally brings you into a state of greater mindfulness. Does that make sense, those two definitions in a way? Oh, yes, yes. So then how does your approach differ from other approaches to mindfulness? And we hear a lot about mindfulness. There's a lot in um, in, in the movement of self-growth and everything. Um, But everybody has their unique um, approach. Yes. Yes. So one of the things that is different is that when you look inside your body, you don't only have the opportunity to cultivate mindfulness, you also have the opportunity for deep psychological exploration, healing, and to be able to create shifts in your psychological world. For example, I offer uh, quick and fun, in a way, ways to be able to boost confidence, to be able to help you with decision-making, to be able to give you a bit of a boost of rest for life, to be able to have a calming, soothing effect. And I've called these, in the mindful body, I've called them mindful body moments. 
really drawing on this idea that we can influence ourselves simply by turning our awareness into our body and using it for all sorts of reasons. So the difference is really that it's not only about becoming more mindful and living more in the moment, it's really also about a psychological journey towards personal growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's and in your book, there's many, many different areas of that you approach. Um, you know, the emotions and the body and physical elements and your health and 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 all sorts of approaches. Um, I, I've been a. Um, there was a quote mm-hmm. somebody told me this last weekend about mindfulness. I don't know how it correctly, but it was mm-hmm. an article in some magazine, and it just gave us the title. He gave us the title. Some about mindfulness. Um, uh, in inhibiting motivation, and I thought that was, you know, sort of intriguing. And I wonder if your take mm. on that. Hmm. So you mentioned that, just to my understanding correctly, that there was an article that mentioned that mindfulness can inhibit motivation. Did I understand right. that correctly? Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. That, that, putting Hmm. Mm. It depends on how you use your mindfulness. For example, if you can track your sensations in through your emotional experience, it can actually be incredibly motivating. So it depends how you maybe apply mindfulness if you're using it. So I'll give you I'll give you one example, and it actually comes from an interview recently that really got me thinking about this. I was asked, "What is your ultimate goal with body mindfulness?" Is it to create a more relaxed society? Is it to de-stress the whole world? And I thought, well, you know, that, that's really nice, but that really misses the mark for me because if we're all thinking we just want to de-stress, we just want to relax, then sure, maybe we will, we will reduce our motivation. We will want to just go and hang out on the beach all day or be able to do what we enjoy um, in, in terms of things that are relaxing, if we were to call it that. And for me, mindfulness is so much more than that. When you sit, whether it's a meditation practice or whether it's taking a mindful body moment, to, I use um, small interventions. Like, for example, you might be feeling stressed and you might place your hand on your chest. You might want to even give this a try now. And as you do that, if you're experiencing a stress response, it can spontaneously elicit a deep breath and maybe a little bit of a calming as touch can stimulate the release of oxytocin, which is one of our calming, soothing hormones. So as we come into this greater sense of relaxing, a little bit more in touch with ourselves, perhaps I should continue this uh, after a break. Give us, yes. to give more of a picture as to how it can be motivating. Right. Okay, this is Christina, your host at Voices of Woman on Bold Brave Media and Tune in Radio. We're going to come back. We're going to discuss more about mindfulness and motivation and also what you can do for stress. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 BC to the time that men began achieving political power around 3000 BC. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount 
to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com. And for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Chris Stanis. You're listening to Voices of Women live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. So I have Noah Bellin here today with the, her book, The Mindful Body. So Noah, we were just talking about motivation and how that relates to mindfulness, and you wanted to continue your story on that. Mm-hmm. So I spoke about the relaxation effect, and I feel that some people get stuck there and believe that they want to take on a mindfulness practice or become more mindful in order to relax, and that's the end goal. But in truth, what's happening when you are relaxing a little bit more is your brain also relaxes to some extent, or that's one way to look at it, and we are able to access more of our brain. So the more exciting end goal for me is what it's doing in the brain. It gives us greater access to our most mature high brain or neocortex functioning, which is where we think rationally, we think creatively. It's where we can have our inspirations and our insights. It also allows us to be compassionate and really be present in the world. So for me, let's say I'm stressed. Let's say I place my hand on my heart for a mindful body moment. I take my breath. I feel the relaxation effect seeping into me then what is actually happening is in those moments, I might find that I have a new idea about how I might go about something. And if I may give you a practical example, I'm a mother and my youngest daughter is four years old and my older one is eight. So she needs to get, the older one needs to get to school on time and my younger daughter can sometimes really give me the run around in the mornings. And so sometimes in the mornings I get really it can become really chaotic and I catch myself getting worked up because I don't like being late for school and so occasionally when I actually remember to catch it I'll place my hand on my heart I'll notice that spontaneous breath that comes and almost within a matter of seconds it shifts my brain and suddenly I have a new idea maybe I take it a bit easier and think well you know if she doesn't want to put her shoes on it's not the end of the world I can take them with to school. I can put them on just before we get out the car. Or if she doesn't want to eat her breakfast, we can also pack it up and she can either eat it just before she goes in or even maybe in the car on the way. A sense of opening up of flexibility, of new perspective, of perhaps new insight. And so even though there's a calming effect, it opens me up to have a little more freedom to think more clearly. And there's a couple of different nice ways to explain what's happening in the brain. I just wanted to pause 
to uh, get a sense of if that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it allows for that creativity and, you know, quieting yourself, especially when you're stressed out or something, uh, gives you a chance to come up with mm. um, new new solutions, is what I hear you say. Well, let's talk about, you know, I mean, life, it's very stressful for people right now. We're going through a lot in our um uh, many mm. places around the world. And so we're all wanting to know how to deal mm. better with the stress. Um, we're still expected to perform at work, even though we're stressed out or at home. So um, can you give us an example mm. of a body-based tool that can help us when we feel stressed? Sure. I'll give you a couple. One of them is to pause now and again. There's a, a an understanding in neuroscience that the quickest and easiest way to change is 30-second intervals now and again throughout day. So all we want to do is take 30-second breaks now and again when you think about it. And here are a couple of things you might do in those 30 seconds. You might take your hand on your heart. That's a great one. That can just remind us of our self-compassion. That can help us take a few breaks and try hold it there for They say up to about 30 seconds. I would say don't get caught up in the amount of time. Rather, just have a sense of when your body and mind really register. Okay, my hands on my heart, and I can slip out from my thoughts for a moment and into my body. Another one you might use that uses self-supportive touch is to place your hands on your head. Oftentimes, it's our head that's really stressing us out. We can go into loops with our thinking. We can tend to think negatively or find that we're not able to find peace inside of ourselves. And placing our hands on our head, if you were to try it now, anywhere that it feels comfortable, just place your hands on the top of your head. Again, it can release that oxytocin. It can help you think out of your thoughts into your body senses, which is where your relaxation response is. also helps to begin to simulate some of those feel-good hormones like oxytocin that I spoke of that helps you to calmly, quietly have a little bit of perspective have a little bit more clarity of thinking and if I may offer one more I like to pause now and again in my day it might be in the shopping line it might even be while waiting in a traffic light and to run my attention through my body simply to take my awareness oh reach my head move down to my neck or past my jaw and notice as I go along which areas are holding tension I might want to actually just bring some movement or breath Notice my shoulders, my arms. As I notice areas of tension, you'll probably find that you spontaneously release with a bit of movement, a bit of breath. Move down through your torso, your hips, all the way down to your legs, through your knees, down to your lower legs, and into your feet, so that you've greeted your whole body. And that can take just a matter of seconds. And in so doing, our body holds our stress, and we might not even realize it and keeps our brains in somewhat of a short circuit, keeping us prone to our fight-flight response. And so what we want to do is really just keep track of how our body is, loosen up, give it the opportunity to release, maybe to adjust my posture to be a bit more comfortable, and then return to the moment. Like one friend of mine said to me the other day, I was sitting at a traffic light and I did a body scan, and I suddenly realized my shoulders are up around my ears. And by noticing that, she obviously wasn't going to keep it there. She spontaneously relaxed her shoulders and found herself taking a deep breath and adjusting her posture. And even that simple intervention just helps her feel a bit freer in the moment 
helped her not to dwell so much on her problems in that moment. So I offered three opportunities. Two of them were self-supportive touch, touching perhaps your head or placing your hand over your heart. When you notice it, whenever you feel the need for a little body-breaking way, just to help remind you to be a bit more mindful, a bit more relaxed so that you can think more clearly, more creatively, more resourcefully. And the other one is to do a body scan. And I have a couple I can offer if you're interested, if you're feeling yourself really worked up to help balance your perspective. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to acknowledge the time. So perhaps you come back for that one. Um, yes, great. So, yeah, and I love it. You were talking about, um, in, in a way, it's like, how do we listen to our bodies? So, this is Christina, your host at Voices exactly. of Women on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. We're going to come back and learn more about how to work with our body and listen, learn to listen to it. Essential Nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Unleash the obstacles that bind you with certified professional coach Joanne Charette, a master practitioner in energy leadership. Joanne can help you break through personal and professional barriers and guide you to a higher level of empowerment and fulfillment. Passionate and dedicated, Joanne engages with her clients on a mutual journey. Her dynamic energy will motivate you to move forward as you partner on a venture to greater results. Isn't it time to make a breakthrough and commit to live the life you deserve? Invest in yourself and let Joanne Charette be the catalyst to the realization of your dreams by making them a reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach using social media and Skype to work with anyone anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time. Welcome back. I'm Chris Danis, and you're listening to Voices of Women, coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Today I have Noah Bellin with me. She's the author of The Mindful Body. So we've been talking about some mindful practices. And um, you gave us, you know, a couple of great ones uh, to de-stress yourself or calm yourself down, putting your hand on your heart, putting your hand on your head, and even doing a body scan. So what other, um, perhaps there's some exercise that's good for if you have an illness or an injury, even if it's a, you know, small or large injury, what Mm. would you suggest for people? Right. So I'm going to give a personal example because this happened to me yesterday, is I stubbed my toe really badly. And it was really painful, and it was a real wake-up. And so I'm going to run you through what, what a process is, what an option is that I found really helpful, is 
often in the moment, it's really frustrating or a letdown or some kind of huge burden in the way when something happens to us. I stub my toe and it's absolutely painful. And my first impulse is to sit down and just hold my toe. And as I'm beginning to think about it, because I'm involved in this work, I go, wow, that's interesting. What was happening just before this injury? In this case, it was an immediate injury. Often with ailments, you can look at what's predating it over the months or even years that, that follow. But let's look at a simple example like stubbing my toe. I know that I've been very busy. I know that there's a lot going on. I'm about to move house and I've got children and end of term and lots of extra meetings and just lots of things going on and work is busy. So I tend to be in the evenings running around and trying to fit in just too much all at once and not feeling like I'm really getting the space to do any of that. And it was one of those moments I was in the state when I stubbed my toe. And in that moment of sinking into the chair and holding onto my toe, it was, a, it was an aha moment almost instantly to go, okay, this is a breath. This is a moment I need to slow down. Even if I feel frantic, it reminds me of a... Famous, I think they call it a koan, a Zen wise saying that says, when you've got so much to do, and I don't remember the exact words, so much, so little time, and so much to do, you must go slowly. And it was kind of like that moment of aha, and going, wow, that's my lesson. And the whole of today, I've been mindful walking because I have to, because my toe is very painful, and mindfully placing that foot on the ground and there's this wonderful sweetness that's opened up today, this awareness that's not just about my foot, but really going, wow, I'm appreciating life. Even though I have a lot to do, I don't need to walk so fast. I don't need to feel so frantic. I can achieve what I need to achieve from a place of centeredness, from a place of placing each foot mindfully on the ground. And in the chapter in The Mindful Body on ailments and injuries, this is expanded to look at what's the part and what's the function of that part of your body that's affected. So for me, it really is something to do with how I'm walking my path. I look at it metaphorically. My feet are walking on the ground. They're walking on my path. And so the question is, how have I been doing that? And it's really been building up over the last week or so. And so in that, I get the message and can incorporate it. And sometimes for some people, it may involve a little deeper self-reflection of, What's the part of the body? What are the kind of functions? And how does that feel meaningful or significant in my life? So that along with addressing from a medical point of view, if we need to, because that's really important, especially for some conditions that need that kind of support, it can go hand in hand really beautifully with considering the psychological message or the spiritual message to consider what is this? What is the message? If this had a message for me now in my life, what's asking for me to change my attitude or perhaps to change something in my life, a direction or something about uh, the quality of my life? Perhaps to do with work, perhaps to do with relationships, those things are to be felt in really personally. Mm-hmm. So you have this tie with the mind and the body. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and there's this question of like how you can change your body to change your mind or vice versa. I mean that it, it mm. they work they work together. Mm. So um, you give an example of that of um, you know changing our mind, our body alerts us, changes our mind, or our mind changes our body because the mind says, oh, my body needs to do something different. 
<laughs> you know, so it just all works together. Well, you have a chapter on emotions and turning to the body, um, mm. learning how your body speaks mm. to you, how how your emotions show up in your body. Yeah, absolutely. So the first most important piece is that emotions are life giving us information. And one of the ways that we make that a problem is because we go into our thoughts about our emotions. Perhaps we worry that that things will get out of hand or we have certain stories in our minds about why we're emotional. And when we can turn to our bodies, the first thing it does is ground us more in objective reality. So I can if I see my posture is slumped and I'm not breathing so deeply, and this is maybe my posture feeling a little bit down, I can just acknowledge that in more of a an objective way to go, wow, almost compassionately to be able to notice it and begin to hold and observe it simply in the body. And one, there's a couple of options that I give. One is a longer process, which I won't give an example of now, but it is available in the book, is to offer a process where you can delve into the, your, the history around certain emotions. So if you find yourself, whether it's depression or anxiety or a knee-jerk reaction into anger, you can explore those emotions and explore what their history is and perhaps what earlier memories are. And when you are adopting the posture of an emotion, it kind of is like a little time capsule that can take you back in your memory to all sorts of times in your life when you felt that way. And... There's another option that I'm going to offer you now, which is a quick one to say, well, let's say you catch yourself feeling emotional and there isn't really so much time or you're not sure quite how to address it. Invite your body. So let's say you try on a posture of a slump, a slouch. Invite your body to shift to a more comfortable position. So let's say you move from a more slumped to a more upright posture, but it's not about finding a perfect posture. It's about finding... How do I feel more comfortable, more open? And in doing that, it can clear your mind to be able to address whatever it is more resourcefully. And you can do the same, whether it's frustration or anger and that tightening, you could ask your body to come to a more comfortable position to change your mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, and it's, it's really becoming aware yeah, of what your body is doing. Well, this is Chris Danish, your host at Voices of Women mm. on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. We're going to come back and hear more from Noah about mindful practices for dreaming. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Leip is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. 
I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Well, welcome back. I'm Chris Stanis, your host at Voices of Women. We're on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And I, today I have Noah Belling. Uh, we're talking about her new book, The Mindful Body. So, Noah, in your book, you also have a chapter about um, six mindful body practices for dreaming. So I'd love for you to share. Mm. And kind of is uh, dealing with nightmares and scary mm. dreams. But um. mm. Mm. Yes, those were used as an, as an example, as a way to really give a sense of being able to work with some of our most difficult dream material. And I'll summarize it as, as follows. It essentially... From this perspective, again, from a mindful body perspective, the body becomes a way to be with our emotional experience compassionately, with curiosity, with resourcefulness, as opposed to going into our thoughts about it. So when we focus on dreams, it's no different. We look at, first of all, how you might wake up. What are the feelings that you wake with? And where do you notice that in your body? And as you begin to remember aspects of your dream, perhaps you'll remember one or two pieces. It is a great exercise to put yourself into the different roles of the different aspects as if different aspects of your dream represent different aspects of yourself. And in my work with hundreds of clients and workshop participants, I find this to play out all of the time in really profound ways. For example, I I give an example of a client who dreams of being a fish inside of a pool of water and she cannot get out and she feels helpless and she sees a deer on the side. And so we looked into a deer who she feels she needs to save. And so I looked at her stepping into this experience of terror, of fear, of feeling so helpless. And she could really relate to that feeling from when she, as far back as she could remember as a, as a child even. And when we stepped into the position of the deer, she felt, wow, this is my mother and I'm trying to protect her, but I'm this tiny little fish and even from the mother's perspective, looking into the fish goes, well, you know, don't be crazy. You can't save me. You're just a little fish in water. So these become metaphors, a way to look at our personal story in a way that we can begin to understand it differently because our mind is really amazing the way it gives us these images that are so personal and that each reflect something about our psyche. So when it comes to scary dreams, we would also be stepping into these different aspects um, as well as exploring a sense of safety in ourselves because we don't want to step into scary images without having a sense of feeling grounded in our body, perhaps being able to feel our two feet on the ground or be able, being able to take a couple of deep breaths or perhaps contact an, an image inside of a dream, a dream that feels nourishing. So it's really about contacting different states or different emotional states that our dream images evoke in us and being able to link that to our lives and make a meaningful story about that. Like for this 
woman, she really came to acknowledge that, wow, I'm still trying, and she was in her early 30s at the time, I'm still trying to save my mother, and actually, she doesn't even want me to save her, and I cannot save her, and I need to let go of that. And that was a beautiful exploration of her really realizing, wow, I'm in this water element, and she's an artist, highly creative, loves that watery kind of feel, and so that became really about her owning her something really core about herself that helps her begin to develop herself personally. But from a dream perspective, it's really stepping into those different perspectives. Another way that we might use dreaming, if I may add one quick um, another example, is to visualize our future. Is to use imagery, which our brain responds to as if it were reality, because that's the way our brains are wired. Our images are very powerful evokers of our feelings and of what we believe is real. We can visualize ourselves maybe where we'd like to be a few years from now and notice if uh, in our ideal image of that, how we are standing, what we are surrounded by. So we paint the picture fully, what kind of maybe house we want to be living in, what kind of work we want to be doing, what kind of quality of life, what are our values. The more we can paint that picture, the more we can get a sense of our posture, continually coming back to how do I feel, how am I breathing, how am I standing, and then be able to backtrack that to say, well, what would I need to be doing bringing it closer to my life now and what would I need, what could I add to my life now to be able to move towards that goal from a point of view even of the felt body to say, wow, I've been noticing myself really beating myself up and feeling small and crouching or contracting or shrinking in myself. What if I could stand tall today? What would I do with today or what would I set in motion over the next year if I could allow myself to be a bit bigger, to breathe a bit freer, to feel a bit more confident and comfortable in myself. Does that, does that, um, yeah, I like, I like to say, does that make sense? I'm hearing myself say that a lot. I like to work through the senses. Um, are you, are you hearing that? Can you understand some of that? Oh, yeah, yes. And, and there's so much information in our dreams. So um, you gave a, a couple of good things of, mm. of look, looking at the, you know, the various parts in the dream and what they mean and, and, um, and all that. But there's another and also I want to go into this another section of the book about how the body remembers your the first mm. year of life. So you know, a lot of these things come up in our dreams mm. too, our, our memories and can explore. But, mm. but you know, these yes. memories, we may not be totally aware of them, but they're in our unconscious and um, how they might come forward and impact our life today. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to mention a couple of qualities. There's a lot of wonderful research about the first year or two of life and how, and I speak to some of that research from a field called attachment theory. And rather than going to the theory, it, it mentions the importance of that initial bond between a child, a baby, and their caregiver. And one of the, the themes that can play out in people's lives and influence our relationships throughout our lives if we don't explore it, are qualities like how available was our primary caregiver. And we can have two primary caregivers and have even different relationships with both. And the qualities like, for example, the kindness in their eyes, and I include an exercise in the chapter on enhancing vitality on healing old patterns where you visualize 
or you remember someone, you call on call someone to mind who really looks at you with kind eyes, because for a baby to thrive, they need to be treated with kindness and they and showered with love and nurturing. And not all the time. Parents don't but it's more of the time to be able to have a sense of acceptance, a sense of consistency, a sense of loving and nurturing. That babies need that more than they need. They've been studied for years more than they even will gravitate towards their physical needs like food. They really gravitate towards this need for uh, physical touch, for kindness, for warmth, for also for being noticed and responded to. So if I show distress in my eyes or cry, how quickly does the parent respond? And if I smile, does the parent reflect that? Does the parent's face light up so that I see that, wow, I have this effect on others? And we, it's almost like have your own feelings reflected back to you. And all these things become templates. But for example, there's a few different styles of being in the world. One of them that develops out of the parent who maybe was not able to reflect their child so easily. Perhaps it was not so emotionally available to their child. That child distances themselves from their feelings and becomes the more maybe intellectual, maybe more stoic, maybe the more um, the one who's able to really step back from feelings and be less emotional. And on the other hand, you've got other options. But I know we don't have so much time mm-hmm. for it. But yeah. that's just one example, and there are others who right. can fall into different patterns. Right. Yeah, it does impact us, our patterns in our life that we pick up from our first year. Well, this is Christine as your host at Voices of Women on Bold Brave Media and Tune In Radio. When we come back, Noah will share how to heal old patterns through mindful body moments. Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted. And every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, know there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life, it's your story. It's your healing, and it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful. Happy. Horses. Mystical. Present. Past. And future. All in one. Wild. Free. Domestic. And healing. For everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. 
You're in for the ride of your life. Well, this is Christine, is your host at Voices of Women on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And Noah Belling is here today. Um, she has her new book, The Mindful Body, which also has a subtitle, Build Emotional Strength and Manage Stress with Body Mindfulness. So we've been talking a lot about that today. So, Noah, let's talk about... Um, you have a, a chapter on healing mm-hmm. old patterns, and some of these patterns come from those childhood memories when we're very, very young. Um, mm-hmm. So you have seven mindful body moments that I'd love for you to share with our audience. Sure. I will give a taste of them and um, so that there's something that can be practiced. So there's, I divide them into two categories. They are ones you can do on your own and ones you can do with each other. Because the chapter before about our very early imprints and how how influential the first year or two of life are on us, it points to how relational we are. So there's a piece that we can do on our own. And if we are not also engaging in our relationships in a healthy, nurturing, even playful way, then we also tend to find ourselves limiting our potential or feeling like we're somehow not able to live out our full potential. So one of them that you can do on your own, I mentioned, is kind eyes. It's to be able to imagine, call to mind somebody who, when they look at you, you just see kindness in their eye. It doesn't matter who it is, it's a stranger or someone you know. And when you, and some new spiritual figures, I know in, in some Buddhist practices, they will look into the eyes of the Buddha, and rather than kindness, it is also wisdom. So you can choose any set of eyes that you choose. And notice how when you imagine those eyes looking at you, how you feel in your body how it influences your breathing, how much you can even take in that kindness. And this principle of mindful body moments, this 30 seconds now and again through your day, to be able to pick maybe one or two of the practices that I've offered can help you begin to shift old patterns, bring you closer to your body, your truth, your authenticity, be able to breathe a bit easier, be able to have a bit more access to feel-good hormones. So kind eyes is one to really take that in and notice how that helps you feel and then perhaps re-enter into your day or into a conversation. Another one that's to be practiced on your own is noticing your self-talk. Again, to pause now and again through the day and to notice how have I been talking to myself and how does that feel in my head, in my body, how is that affecting my breathing? And again, to be able to create shifts to even ask your body to go, well, how might I feel more comfortable and invite your body to shift its perspective even before your mind has shifted. It's a very powerful way to create a change in mind because we're actually receiving a lot of information, if not most of our information from our body up as opposed to necessarily from our brain down. So when we shift our posture to be more upright, it's very difficult to feel negative or down, just like when we are slouched down or feeling tense, it's very hard to feel happy and free. So we want to have a nice, comfortable, open, free-feeling posture. And then to ask ourselves, now how might I just exactly what I'm working on, whatever it is that I face. Those are two that you might do on your own. An example of what you might do with each other, because we are wired to be social, and I'll speak about that a little bit in this chapter, we are, our nervous system literally thrives and we are, it helps us to access the most advanced aspects of our parts of our brain when we do activities like playing. 
making time to play with each other, making a Sunday evening about family taking out the board games or being playful with our children, getting down on the ground and really playing, or even engaging in sporting activities or whatever it is that helps us access a little bit of eye-to-eye, person-to-person playfulness. That is another way, the more we can do that and build that into our lives, the more we're actually supporting more of a lighter view of life and supporting our brains to function more socially, optimally, to be able to access uh, those wonderful feel-good hormones that can boost us in so many ways. And one more Uh example of working with each other is to be able to... I'll choose the one of making time to hear about each other's day. And this is interesting. You might think, well, is, how is this relating to the body? So let's say that you have, you have important people in your life, maybe your spouse, maybe some good friends, maybe some children, is to just take those moments to be mindful in your hellos, in your goodbyes, make time each day. I've read now a number of studies that pin down certain amounts of time, whether it's 10 minutes or half an hour, but just making that time. Let's say 10 minutes to hear about your day if it's your if, if it's your significant other, and to really connect on an emotional level can help us to tune into those ourselves, our bodies, our emotions, can help us to keep those feel-good hormones, that sense of living in touch with ourselves alive, which again can help us in terms of our body, helps our immunity, helps our brains function better. Just the sincere connecting with each other in the busyness, in the midst of the busyness of our lives. And if people travel, make the time on the phone. It is most effective face-to-face. But if you need to, then it's just about pausing to have someone, a special friend, or if it's your children, to make just a few moments, mindful, meaningful moments, to really connect, to help you maintain that sense of connection, which is part of what really feeds and nourishes us as human beings and helps us to feel relaxed and to think more clearly and creatively and more optimally. Those are just two examples from that chapter of something you might do on your own and with each other to help promote your health and vitality. No matter your past, we all can move towards healthier, in attachment theory terms, it's called more secure functioning, feeling more secure in ourselves, which is a wonderful encouragement and reminder that Mm -hmm. nobody's damaged goods. We all have the opportunity to change for the positive. Yes. Thank you so much for those examples. This is Christina, your host at Voices of Women on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, how to apply these natural movement in your life. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe Tashandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C. Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. 
They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment?, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interest through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamrego one at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Well, welcome back. I'm Christine. It's your host at Voices of Women on Bold, Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And we are hearing from Noah Belling today about the mindful body. So, Noah, please share what your where uh, what your website is so people can read about you and find about, about find out about your book. Mm-hmm. Sure. My website is www.noahbelling. That's N-O-A-B-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. And I'm published through Rockpool Publishing that you can also look at their website with um, for all sorts of information and there's a yeah, wonderful resource also. And my book is available through all the regular channels of bookstores and online. Yes. Okay, great. So um, this is our last segment. I would love for you to share a mindful body practice about visual- visualization um, to connect to a higher message for yourself. Yes. So I'll invite again to contact your body and to invite yourself through your day to ask, am I coming from my smaller self or am I coming from my higher self? So this is a quick thing that you can do at any time of the day. And it has been suggested that if we can achieve one thing to help us with our healing, to help us to shift perspective, is to come from this higher perspective when we go about our lives. So you might stand or sit a little bit taller, feel your posture comfortable, and ask yourself, if I were to come from a higher perspective, if I were to be my most mature, my best version of myself, how would I be sitting? First, take on the posture that really sends a powerful message to our brains, which is really what this book is all about. And then adopt the mindset, oh, well, how might I address my whatever it is in front of me from this mindful, from this higher perspective, which might be influenced if I like to more sit or stand a bit more balanced, place two feet on the ground, two hips on my feet, have my spine be longer, whatever it is that helps you to be able to physically contact some aspect of yourself that feels more mature, that feels like it has greater insight, as if it were your wiser aspect of yourself. And I find this a quick and valuable exercise 
to be able to ask yourself in a moment when you're challenged to go, well, if I were to step into this higher perspective, how might I see the situation differently? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you even had um, an example of stepping into, I'm not sure if it was a crystal body or light body and 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 feeling that to connect with your higher self. Um, so, mm. um, great. Well, I want to um, thank you for being on the show today, Noah. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yep. So everybody um, check out Noah's book, The Mindful Body and website www.noabelling.com N-O-A-B-E-L-L-I-N-G So we're at the end of our show today so I'm glad you could all listen in and learn about your mindful body Um, you can check out more about myself and my work at chrysalisleadership.com and also womanofwisdom.org um, we've got a lot going on in Seattle with Women of Wisdom. We've been around 26 years. And we also check out my book. It's available in Kindle, which is nice because the, all the art is in color there. And also soft cover. I, I still like to hold an actual book myself. but um, And the book is Woman of Wisdom, Empowering the Dreams and Spirit of Women. Um, lots of art, poetry, and talks from some amazing presenters we've had over the years such as Jean Houston, Jean Shinoda Bolin, Mary Woodman, Nikki Scully, um, oh, so many, Joan Brisenko, Isabella Yande, and so many perspectives of the divine feminine. So this is Chris Danish, your host at Voices of Women on Bold, Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And next week I'll be talking with Ilona Selke on Dream Big, which is her new book. You've been listening to Voices of Women with your host, Chris Stainis. Come join the conversation where women can work together to bring honor and respect to the feminine voice, which is within all people, men and women, on Voices of Women with Chris Stainis. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.